seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Team Podcast. Today we're going to be answering the question, is traditional print advertising dead? And today we have with us as our guest, Mark Berger. Mark is the principal of Berg's Eye Communications, a full-service public relations, media relations, and marketing communications agency based in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Mark has been successfully promoting clients since 1997 when he began his shop in Massachusetts. When he's not at work, Mark may be cheering on either his beloved New England Patriots or the Rutgers University's Scarlet Knights, where he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism and mass media. He loves sports, music, reading, and spending time with his wife and two children. And I guess before we go too far, we have to introduce ourselves also. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Bill Parmentier from W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. Okay, so now, hi Mark, how are you? Good, how about you? <laughs> I'm, I'm wonderful, thank you. So today is a pretty interesting topic. We haven't really delved too much into this in the past. No, and I don't think we've had anybody uh, in public relations on yet either. So, so, so you're our first. Yeah, why don't I you feel so honored. <laughs> why don't you give us a little bit of a background of what you do? Just, just give us a head start here. Well, what I do is I try to get people basically to think. Everybody has a story to tell, and my job is to get that story out to as many people as I can, whether it's an event, whether it's a business, whether it's a program, a service, a product, an item, what have you. What I do is I take a story and I work with the media. It could be social media, it could be mainstream media, it could be bloggers, it could be anything you can think of, and I try to get the word out. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes I hit roadblocks, but the idea is to get the word out to as many people in places as I can to try to get people to react. Mm-hmm. So. You and I had a conversation yesterday, and, and I thought it was uh, worth going into today. Uh, so we were talking about the value of storytelling, and that's something we talk about on this podcast quite often, and uh, how you use that in print advertising. What I do is I do a little bit of research. What I will do with the clients, we'll sit down, we'll try to figure out what the message is before anything else. Without a clear message, you really don't have much of anything. What I'm trying to find out from people is who they are, what they do, and why it's important for anybody else to know who they are and what they do. If you can't answer the first two questions, you probably shouldn't be in business. If you can't really answer the third question, that's where I can come in. We can try to hone in a message, whether it's a media release, whether it's a potential interview on a radio station or a television station or what have you, and we try to figure out what is it that you want to say? What do you want people to do? You want them to act. You want them, for lack of a better term, maybe have a call to action. You want them to go somewhere. You want them to do something. You want them to call. You want them to visit a website. You want them to do something. So what we do is we try to figure out that message, whatever that may be. We hone it. We edit it. We get it out. And then what I'll do is I'll follow up with that particular message until we figure out where it goes and, and how it gets received. And more often than not, you will find that 
when your name is out there, people start to respond. So one of the stories you had, I'm not going to name who the person is, but you were telling me uh, yesterday about how you had a gentleman that had been doing traditional advertising in, I believe, the, news, the local news, one of the local newspapers. That's correct. And it wasn't working for him. And tell me, why don't you repeat that story for me? Just kind of give me the, the basics as far as stuff So it's a northern Rhode Island-based client who had just opened their shop a few months before. And he was going the advertising route on a northern Rhode Island-based newspaper. And despite spending the money for advertising, he wasn't getting any phone calls. And I explained to him that not a lot of people look at advertising. They'll look at stories, what, and especially local stories at that. So what I told them what we would do is we would take a two-page article and we'll try to figure out what your message is more than just, I am a local company. I'm a local company that has 20 years of experience in my field and this is all the things that I can do and these are all the services that I can offer. And I was able to get it in not only the newspaper that he was advertising in, but I also got it in several other newspapers as well. And lo and behold, his phone started ringing and he could not believe the, the difference. And I said, well, the reason is, is that people will look at stories. If you look in, in my case, I grew up on newspapers as many of us have. I basically read the sports, the business section maybe, the front page, the comics, the obituaries, and maybe the entertainment section. I flip through the ads. I don't care necessarily about the ads, and I think a lot of people just want to get to what the stories are and what's happening around them. And I think that particular person got that message. Hmm. So. You hear it all the time in our in our industry that print is dead. You know, newspapers are going the way of the dodo, and <laughs> you know, and magazines are are going to you know digital versions every time you turn around. What do you say to somebody who says, "Oh, you know, I don't, I'm not really interested in going that route because that marketing's that area of marketing's dead." It may be dying, but it's not dead, and there are still people that may not like social media. There are people that don't like the internet. There are people that are afraid of computers and just all technology. There are still millions of people that read books. There are still millions of people that read newspapers, whether it's a daily newspaper, a weekly newspaper, a trade publication. So there are opportunities out there. And while people like the idea of social media because it's fast and it's quick and it's instant, there's still something to be said for the, the newspapers where you can come in and you can actually look at what's happening and you can save it. Whereas on social media, yes, you can save it, but it's also easily forgotten. Whereas on a newspaper, if you see a story and then a week or two later you need that particular service, you can go back and say, oh, I saw X company or an X event in this paper and I can go back and look at it and as long as they have the contact information or, or plan to, you know, a call to action, you can follow up with that. So there is opportunities there if you know where to look. Do you, one of the podcasts that we recently did, uh, we talked about um, storytelling we talked about millennials and uh, actually it was an interview with Rich Austin who you know and he was talking about the way he crafts a story and how millennials respond very well to storytelling because they ignore almost all traditional advertising mm -hmm. so are, have you been able to tap into that demographic with what you do? It's hard it depends on the subject at hand. A lot of what I do, I do a lot of nonprofits, and I do a lot of social media call uh, follow-up, I guess would be the, the term here. It just depends. Uh, I actually had a 
uh, a project where I was helping out a particular nonprofit with a fundraiser that they're doing uh, later this week. And while I was not able to get anything on the print side, ironically enough, the social media aspect of this particular project went very, very well because people were able to share the information. It could go out to whoever, it, uh, wh wherever it could go, whoever it wanted to, and, 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 for, and so forth. So the idea of the millennials getting the, the information, it, it's possible, but they also have to look for it. I mean, are they looking for a particular cause? Are they looking for a particular uh, service or product? If you know that in advance, and that's all goes back to the research that I talked about before, you can craft a little bit of a teaser saying whatever the uh, whatever the subject is, and this is what you should be doing. You should be following this, and then going on from there. I've also noticed that you do use social media as a backup to a lot of the print media. So if something makes it into print, you're also sharing it out on social media so people can see it there also. That's correct. It's very... It's very important that just because it might be in the newspaper or it might be in a trade publication, which is wonderful because people love to see their names in print, unless it's in the police blotter, then not so much. <laughs> so, yeah. But people like to see that. And what I'm finding is when I send a, an, an article out, whether it's in the Rhode Island Small Business Journal or Shopping RI Magazine or Province Journal, wherever, whatever that uh, venue is, I can say, oh, check out this article by this particular business about whatever it is that they're doing. And it's great because not only is it instantaneous, like I mentioned, but you can share it to as many pages as you want, whether it's your friends, whether it's groups, whether it's millennials, like you said, Justin, wherever. And then it can just take off from there. Mm -hmm. uh, one particular client I just had, uh, actually there are two of them, but one of them in particular had an article in both the Shopping RI magazine and the Rhode Island Small Business Journal. The one that appeared in the Small Business Journal within 36 hours had over a thousand views on Facebook alone. And that was just about a dozen people sharing the information, people clicking on it, people tagging other people, which is another thing which is great. And it just ballooned. Now, my hope is that once you have all that visibility, you will have somebody come in and say, hey, you know what, I saw this article online. What can you tell me about this particular product and service? And that's what you're trying to do. One of the things about public relations that I really like is that you're trying to bring people together that don't know the other side exists. And that, for me, is one of the biggest things that I can do. And whether it's just whether it's reporting on a particular event or service or going to something like a Rich Austin event or any networking event, if I can reach one person or two people that don't know about the service or people that are being represented, then I've done my job. Okay. So I have a question, Mark. So when you talk about like the articles and the stories in the newspaper, are you referring mm -hmm. to more like, um, I don't know the word, I guess like, like public relations coverage or do you ever experiment with like the sponsored content or native advertising or? It's like, more the former Alicia. Yeah. It's more, I've written the articles, I've, pl I've gotten the articles placed, and then mm -hmm. I'm basically saying, hey, look at the article that I've written about this particular client. Why don't you check them out? Okay. So the follow-up to that one would be, uh, what's the process you go through when you're trying to find, to shop that article out to diff different magazines and, art and uh, trade publications? Is there a, a, some sort of process you go through as far as when you do that? There's a three-step process have to write the article. And what I find is that a lot of people either don't like to write or can't write. Understandable. The second part of it is I 
send the information out to the editors and reporters. Because I've been doing this for a while now, I have a pretty good idea of who to get in contact with, mm-hmm. which is good. A lot, not a lot of people will send out the information to whoever. And if they do, they think mistakenly that it will automatically get into the local paper. What they don't realize, realize is that there are hundreds of pitches a week that editors and reporters get. A lot of them end up in the spam folder. Sure. And this is where the third part of it, where I'm trying to answer your question, com- comes through. It's following up. A lot of people don't do that. They just assume that, oh, I sent it to X paper. It's just going to get in. Not the, not the case. There have been many cases where I have had to resend information because it got lost, misdirected. It ended up in the junk mail folder, any of those things. So does that follow-up come in the form of a phone call or an email? or? Yes, usually by email at first, and then I will, I'll call them, and that's usually when I'll find out where, what the status is. And if they tell me we can't use it, that's fine, too. At least I can go back to the client, and what I also do is I put out a MS Excel spreadsheet that tells the client, this is who I've sent the information to, this is what I've done as follows a follow-up. That way they know, because you can go, you can say I, you can say that things got sent out, but you don't really know. I make sure people know, look, if something didn't get in there, for whatever reason, I, I tried you know, a couple times by email, a couple times by phone, and it didn't work. Rather than them thinking, well, did he even send it out? Did he follow up? How come it didn't get in there? Because they're paying me essentially to get their word out. And if I'm not getting the word out, then I'm not doing my job. And that's why the follow-up is immensely important for what I do. So um, is there a point in, or a specific type of client that you may say, well, print media is not necessarily going after trade publications? or uh, traditional newspapers may not be right for your business? It depends on the story and the message itself. If it's a new business that's opening up, they want to try to get into as many places as they possibly can because they need to let people know, hey, look, we're here and we're open and we want to help. As I said before, if people don't know who you are and what you're doing, nothing else really matters because they'll just move on to, uh, customers, I mean, will just move on to something else. Have you... Uh, ever written a piece for one of the local uh, newspapers or magazines uh, that's been picked up uh, nationally? I wish it was nationally. I've had one story a while back when I was not a PR person. I was a newspaper reporter uh, for the Milford Daily News. And this happened, I want to say, about 15 years ago. In 2003, in February, the Station Nightclub fire happened. Mm-hmm. And I was I had written a story about a Franklin resident who was there that night and passed away three weeks shy of his 30th birthday. And that article I know ended up in the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald and a couple other places as well. Wow. So very, very sad and somber story that I'll get into maybe in another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. that doesn't really fall into PR, so, but I'm just curious. So is, is there a way to target specific customers or specific clients based on the publication you go after? A lot of them want to, want to get into the business part of it, whether it's a province business news, whether it's a province business journal, of course, or even the Rhode Island Small Business Journal. Those would be the big ones. But it doesn't necessarily have to be confined to just Rhode Island. PR can be just about anywhere. It, 
just depending on where the message is. I've had clients in Massachusetts, I've had them in New Jersey, I've had them in Arizona, California, and uh, even New Hampshire. So it just depends on what the message is, what people are looking to get out of it, and what the end, what the end game is. What's the result that you're looking for? So obviously you 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 work on the happier side of PR because we we hear yes. quite often about you know <laughs> these PR agents that have to deal with all kinds of bad PR for a company. You don't deal with that kind of stuff. Not at all. That there's a great niche for it, and the, so people have the stomach for it. I simply don't. <laughs> Understandable. I don't think I'd want to do it either. But no, I can't yeah. imagine the nightmare that comes behind that trying to. No. You know they say no publicity is bad publicity, but I don't know if I buy that. There are some celebrities that might disagree with you on that. I think. Yeah. Mm, mm. So what would you consider to be some of your say, greatest hits? <laughs> no, <laughs> people that you've you know helped out and it's just been an incredible success for them. I'm actually working on a an event that's happening in a couple of weeks. Using social media, I was able to reach more than 6,000 people in a span of a couple of weeks, which was great. Again, it was the sharing of information. It was putting it in different pages or on different pages and letting people know, hey, this event's happening and you should be a part of it. You can be a part of it by being a sponsor. You can be part of it by being a vendor. You can just show up. You can donate items. You can whatever you think you can do to help. That's what you should do. And it's great because a lot of times I've had people email me or contact me saying, how can I get be a part of this particular event? And then we tell them, go on to the, uh, go on to whatever the site is and fill out the information and works out great that way. And it also doesn't hurt that the information also ended up in uh, mainstream media as well so that more and more people have oh, that's great. figured out, thank you, have figured out what this thing is. and where they were hoping that maybe a few hundred people might show up because it's a community-wide event. That if they have good weather, they could get a couple thousand easy. Nice. Wow. That's big. Yeah. So do businesses come to you, Mark, at a certain point? Like, do they usually wait till there's an event or a fundraiser? Can a business come to you if they don't necessarily have, like, one of those, like, trigger time-sensitive things, and can you help them tell a story when, there's, when they might think there's no story to be told? The short answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a story to tell, and while events are fun and nonprofit, nonprofits always have stories and so forth. Businesses, if they think they have a story, they should contact me. Okay. We can talk about it. It doesn't cost anything for me to sit down and talk to you, or any potential client out there, to say, "Hey, we think we have a story here based on." And we'll talk about it. And if it's something that we think that we can work with, we can absolutely sit down and hash something out. Not every story is going to be a good one. Not every story is going to be relevant. But if you think you have something to say and you don't have a platform for it, that would be a wonderful referral. Because people don't realize what kind of stories and what kind of business that they could be generating by getting a story out about who they are and what they do. Now, what do you do in the, or ha, have you come across the case where somebody says, you know, I really don't have a story. Do you help them to kind of craft a story somehow? Or by Sometimes. Conversation? Sometimes. How does that process look like? So, again, it goes down to sitting down with them and asking them, how long have you been in business? What are you up to now? Are you expanding? Are you hiring? That's, that's a big buzzword because if you're telling people that you're hiring and you're mm -hmm. expanding, that means your business is doing really well. 
-hmm. And people might want to get in on that depending on what it is that you're looking for. If you're looking to expand or open another business, maybe you need, you need salespeople, maybe you need equipment, maybe you need field representatives, whatever the case might be. People might hone in on that and say, you know, you know what, I heard that, I should, what's the contact information? There's your plan of action, there's your call to do something, get people to respond. I was actually gonna ask kind of the opposite of your question was, what happens when you have a client that contacts you and say, you know, we have a story here and you look into it and it's like, they don't. <laughs> what do you, how do you help them? We try to figure out what might make a better story as opposed to saying that you don't have a story because I don't want to tell people, well, your story's not really good or it's not really relevant or it's too late to say something, especially I get events where people who have events that it's about a week away. And <laughs> wow, gave you a lot of time, huh? Exactly. And no matter how good, many not a magician, right? <laughs> correct. I, I can only do so much. I can put in calendar listings. I can I can do a bunch of different things, but the more time that you can give me, the better your chances are of getting published, whether it's online or traditional or what have you. So, what would be that time frame? If, if the ideal time frame, if if somebody's come to you six months out, three months. Depending on the situation, I would say anywhere from six to eight weeks. Well, okay, so it's not, so not it's as not long bad. as I thought it would be. Does that, de does that depend on the size of the event? Sometimes. It, it just, again, it depends on the particular story. I've done events where there was maybe two to three weeks, and I would tell them up front, I'll do what I can as far as the traditional print side, because I have no control over that. I can do everything right, and if the editor or the publisher doesn't decides that they can't put it in for whatever reason, I have no control over that. Mm. Especially if you're dealing with a publication that only comes out once a month. Exactly. I mean, you got one shot at it. Exactly. Especially if you only get a couple of and weeks to do it. I just had a client where I told them, you need to get stuff in within a couple of weeks. And they were very good about it. They were on the ball and they were rewarded with a story in several publications as a result of it. If you're slow, then you're lost. Mm-hmm. Because there's more and more nowadays, they plan, a lot of these publications are planning out way in advance. Sometimes six months, sometimes a year. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. Yes. And then like a lot of like smaller newspapers, if there's not space and something pops yeah. up like a bumped, big yeah. story, then there goes your spot. And Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, breaking news is a, is a killer. I've had that happen many times. I was going to say, yeah, you, I'm sure you've run into that a few times where yeah. you, you tell your client, it's going today. And then all of a sudden... And then they wonder why, and you have to go and figure out, well, what happened? Mm -hmm. Well, we ran out of space. And a lot of advertising that comes in is, is sponsored content or it's paid for. So they get the First priority yeah. over somebody that doesn't. So if you have to wait a month, I would rather tell somebody, well, they didn't kill your story, but it's going to be a month or two. And actually, I have that in a couple of cases. I would rather tell them that than say, well, they're not going to put it in. Mm. Sorry. Sure. Sure. And on the flip side, if they're if you get it in early and the and the print publication has room multiple times, that you know that gives you more exposure, more eyes. So absolutely, just seems like planning in advance is really. I mean, it's key with any type of marketing, but with this and especially timely events, that's like necessary. Yeah, try to plan as well in advance. One of the things about public relations that people don't understand is the impact. A lot of people look at the price tag associated with it and think, well, that's too much. What's the, po what's the point of doing public relations? Why am I paying for this? And I always tell people, well, what's the price for you to not do it? And the reason's very simple. You, if you're spending a few hundred dollars or even maybe a couple thousand dollars on a project and somebody sees it and they give you a $10,000 project because of it, 
you've already made your money back in, in, in spades, for lack of a better word. So you want to be out there because if you're not out there, somebody is, and that somebody's probably your competitor. And if your competitor comes up with a $50,000 project that you could have been in on and you didn't have some sort of outreach, letting people know, hey, look, we're open for business and we're looking for this particular client and your competitor, competitor does, that's a problem. And it's not a problem for the competitor, it's a problem for you. And I tell people, you need to make sure that you're out there as best as you can, because if you're not, somebody else will. I think recently I told somebody, you know, show me a company that thinks that public relations is ineffective, and I'll show you a company that goes out of business real fast. It's not a, yeah, I mean, if you're not willing to talk about who you are and what you are, somebody else will. Well, this has been very informative. <laughs> yeah, if you could give any tips, Mark, to businesses that are interested in looking into public relations for their business, how would you kind of like wrap that up or summarize what are the key points that they should consider? They should consider what kind of story do they have? What kind of news do they potentially have? Are they expanding? Are they a new business? Do they have a new hire or a new promotion? I just actually did a, uh, a story about that with a law firm that just promoted three of its uh, attorneys to the role of partner and that went just about everywhere which was nice and it was traditionally a law firm that does not do a lot of advertising or, pu- or marketing or public relations or any of that stuff so it was good to see and maybe that'll encourage them to do more nice so if small business owner uh, wants to use PR use print advertising to market their business how do they get in touch with you? They can call me at 401-365-2202. They can check out my website at bergseypri.com. Or they can email it me at markb, M-A-R-K-B, at bergseypri.com. Don't worry, I'll spell that. Well, you don't even have to spell it. <laughs> We're going to throw it in the, in the uh, show, show notes. So if anybody wants to reach you, all that information will be in the show notes along with the link for your, your uh, website. So. And they could probably find you at every Patriots home game as well, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> most of them. Most of them, yeah. You're a se- How long have you been a season ticket holder for now? Since 1994. Yeah, I saw the little uh, post on Facebook the other day, the football you got. Yes, right? that was not nice. So if you contact Mark during a game, probably go to voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mark, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it. Uh, Now that we've done that, we're going to give our shameless plug. Absolutely. Uh, So if you're looking to connect with the Marketing Essentials team, you can find us on our website at marketingessentialsteam.com. There you can find all of our published podcast episodes. There's a contact form if you want to reach out to us directly as well as links to our social media, such as our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. And you can subscribe to the podcast uh, uh-huh. directly from our website. And that's through uh, Apple uh, Apple, Podcasts, Apple yes. Podcasts. I keep wanting to say Apple iTunes. Yeah, but well, it's, it's yeah. because they keep changing things. Yeah. Um, App, Apple iTunes is now, or Apple Podcasts. Now you got me saying it. <laughs> Apple uh, Podcasts is where you would find us. You can do a, a search outside of our website. Just search for the Marketing Essentials team there. Right. The nice thing about that is if you subscribe to that or to the YouTube channel, you'll get a notification every time we put up a new podcast. And they come out once a week once on a week, Wednesdays. Yes. We also have an exclusive offer to join our Facebook group, and I'll let Alicia tell you more about that. 
Yeah. So if you're looking to carry on the conversation, be on the podcast and you want to talk to some marketing professionals, we have a Facebook group called Little Roadie Marketing Support. Please uh, just go ahead and search that and it, you have to be welcome you know, welcome yeah, if, you, if, if you're lucky, Alicia will let you join. Yes. Yeah, we'll let you in. So it's well, a great for a small <laughs> fee, right? No, no, it's free right now. It is free right now, so get it while it lasts. Um, but anyways, you can post your success stories, challenges, ask questions. There's a lot of marketing professionals in that group, so uh, go ahead and search that yeah, on you Facebook. Even, you can even bump into Mark in that group. Yes, yes he's, he's a find Mark Burger yes. in the group too. All right, guys. So is that everything? The building. Oh. We're in. Yes. Right. No, it's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's what I was trying to give you the I, signal like for. Like helicopter? What are you doing? Just, no, rodeo. <laughs> rodeo. Yeah, we okay. do charades uh, when yeah, we're on podcast. Um, we do want to give a shout out to our host today, which is Rooms and Works, a great co-working space yes. in Providence. And you can find them online at roomsandworks.com. And who would they speak to here if they were interested in a tour? They would speak to Sarah, who is the property manager here, and she'd be happy to show you around and give you all the information about working here. Awesome. Well, I think that's about it for today. And until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye.